This week on the Push Follows podcast, we talk about set or path. Yeah, we don't know either. And what do people think are good exercises that are actually a bit bad? And what are bad exercises that might be good? Also, is there a nutritional system that Dan follows? Wait, three, two, one, we're in tier one. Are you in tier two? Tier three? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hope. What's going on, buddy? We're in tier one, mate, because we're good boys and girls down here in Bath. Do you know what I mean? I think, we are good. I think I am in tier one in London. Yeah. We're vaguely good, good girls and boys. Mate, it's only those northern rascals in the in the top tiers, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, anywhere up anywhere up north, mate. You know, that's that's why he's locked them down. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want them travelling. Doesn't want them coming down south. Don't blame them. Keep them up there. Don't want them involved. I should have looked yeah. at the. Uh, I can look at where the downloads are from. I shouldn't have. Uh, I should look at that north south divide. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny because we were just talked about it before we came um, on air. On air is that the right thing to say? Before yeah, we started, started recording. Yeah. Um, I'm a stopwatch, mate. Like. I'm a stopwatch. There we go. But yeah, just when you think, you know, oh, you know, everything's all right again. Uh, the government just fucking ruin everything. Uh, and, and by that, I don't mean like lockdown stuff. I just mean literally like North South to fired. It's just, they just feel like they have been absolutely rogered. Um, yeah. And it doesn't help, does it? When like, I, I've seen some of the stories and again, how true they are or not, I don't know, but it's, it's just hearing about it. Like you got the health secretary apparently staying at the bar past 10 p.m. drinking and joking about coronavirus stuff. And it's like, we've all made jokes about coronavirus stuff, but don't be out late past that curfew that you've set because you're saying it's the right thing to do. And make, do you know what I mean? It's just like, you're not helping yourself. Like we all make jokes, you're, you know, whatever. But I think they've, they've, they've not helped themselves because they seem to make a lot of rules that just so happen that they can get around. And it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. And then there's the other thing was that the independent body that is in charge of whether they get a pay rise or not gave them like a 3% pay rise. And it's like, and then you've got, I saw uh, in New Zealand, I think they were proposed to be given a pay rise and they all decided to take pay cuts because of what was going on. And that's New Zealand, that's Australia, one of the two. There's seen hardly any like cases or, or much disruption. And it just feels a little bit like they are just so, um, they're just so out of touch. Like, and I think that's the biggest problem with, with politics. I don't get involved in it. I don't, I haven't, I have my opinions, but I don't voice them because I know it doesn't help anyone or anything in any way, shape or form. It is what it is, unfortunately. And I think part of the taboo subject, isn't it? Like, yeah, but I think also the more you rely on them to, to make decisions for you, the more you're going to get fucked over by them. Like, I don't, I don't rely on them for anything. I don't try not to in, in everything I do in my life. I try and rely on myself because you can't, you can't trust them. Look what they've been doing. You can't trust them. Like, you know, and I think it's and obviously some people have to rely on them and I get that and understand how it works. I'm not stupid, but I, I just think that I don't voice my opinion on it because I just don't think it helps or changes anything. I, I understand how it works. I understand that they're out to fuck people over. I understand how I get it. Like that's, and I just feel that with everything that's going on, there's going to be something, something's going to happen, whether it's rioting, whether it's like rebellions or whatever, but it seems that it's bubbling up and it seems as if, People just are so unhappy, and it's almost a bit like, do they feel like they've got nothing left to lose? It's a weird because one, isn't it? So yeah. Like, we're obviously at reduced and stuff, but I still feel like it's know, reasonably normal-ish in London, just the face mask again. But then that, like, people take the pinch salt anyway. I was on the tube at about 9, 9.30 on a Sunday evening. And that is not prime time for face mask users at all. Obviously, there's like they're never going to get caught at that kind of really super off peak time. So, like half the carriage, only about ten people in the carriage, but half of them didn't have masks on. It's like that's the behaviour of half the population at that time. It's not great, but yeah, I just yeah. think it's. Um... I think it's a really tough situation, and this is the other part of it as well. Like again, like I don't get involved. In, in like politics or, or whatever, no huge amount. But I also think it's also a thankless job. Like n- like whatever whatever that whatever that that person in charge says, half people are going to be unhappy, half of them will be happy. Like it is just, you know, everyone's got their own opinion on this sort of stuff. And when emotions yeah, heightened, 
it was like, oh, he's getting such stick for this system. He should have went into lockdown or the mini break on the 24th when the scientists said. I was like, yeah, and he would have got fucking shitted for that yeah. decision as well. Exactly, because like, got the opposition And then they would have been like, oh, why didn't you try the, the Asian way of the tier system on local lockdowns? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, brilliant. All right, exactly. Well. And it's so... And, and people just want... This is the thing I don't like about it. Is people look for external blame all the time. And, like, I'm huge on... I talk about a lot of my emails. I'm huge on personal responsibility. Like, I'm responsible for everything. Like, don't blame someone else for something that's happened. Like, yeah, if you locks us down, that's, our, that's a big... It's an issue. But what can yeah. I do about it to make it better for me? Not, am I going to sit here and moan about it? Because it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anything. And, um, and, yeah, I just think it's... Again, it's easy for for us to say it we're not maybe has been affected and i understand some of the frustrations and things but it's um i i just think it's a, it's a fucked up situation that no one knows the right answer you've got some countries that have you know done herd immunity you've got some countries that are locked down for months on end you've got some countries that open back up again and you know, the, the, the other thing I said the other day to someone, I was like, the only saving grace in all this is that every country struggling with it. It's not as if like our government are fucking yeah. up and everyone else is fine. Like every country is struggling with the balance between opening everything back up and locking people down, like every country. So it's kind of, if you're, I, I feel like everyone's pointing the finger at the decision makers all the time because they, because that's what the, the, the normal, that's the normal thing to do. But I just don't, I've, I just don't feel like it helps. Of course it might make you annoyed or whatever, but, Nothing's going to change. I don't. I didn't actually. I didn't even watch it yesterday. No, I, I. I saw Laura watching it. I was like, "What are you watching it for? You know what they're going to say? Like, you know, because it was leaked in the press before. Like, why? Yeah. You, you know what they're going to say? Like, it's just. But I've also been living my life like that before there was restrictions. Like, I don't make any unnecessary journeys or unnecessary to go see people. Like, I don't. I don't get drive it. Drive around, like, I, mate. Think, I don't know you. I used to drive around Bath, just like windows yeah. down, heavy beats. He's got his low rider on. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, yeah, you know me, mate. Yeah, I just like I said before, like I can't see my dad. Like it's not really a discussion. Like, I just can't see him, and it's just it's what it is. Like I don't blame Boris Johnson for that. <laughs> I just can't see him. Like I just find it odd. Um, and it's one, easy. I like I said, it's it's also easy for me because I'm not as affected by it in my day to day. Like I'm a boring bastard who doesn't do anything. So I mean, you know, that's fine. But like we were saying before, you don't see like like you know we can't go watch football games and stuff. Like but. Yeah, it is mean, really like, for my dad, he's like an avid uh, Southend United fan. And uh, yeah, hasn't been. Still got a season. Well, I, I think he's even renewed. We're crap. So, but it's interesting for the gym stuff because obviously, like, I mean, even I, I put up my Instagram, like, what the uh, infection rate or um, 78, and, like, what is it, 2, 3, 4 million? Oh, it's ridiculously low. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, there was some unpublished, like early analysis on uh, common exposures by setting. So um, with like the exposure group, like aggregated. So they're all split up into. So this is on the leisure stuff. Um, so you've got pub. So the ranking from obviously this big like percentage. So of all ages and under thirties, the under thirties is probably what probably what I want to look for, mate. I've got for my. Mm. Struggling for my last two weeks of my under 30 years of life. Um, what we got? So we've got pub and bar being the highest exposure rate. So obviously, that's up at like 21% um, of exposure and infections. Then you've got restaurants and cafes, supermarkets, um, food and drinks, so hospitality, like cafe stuff, hospitals, holidays, so going up to hotel or like private... Um, and we say just like service departments and then care homes and um, visiting them or working in them and then shopping. So if you go to a department store, so food and drink, shopping, supermarkets, well, like the shopping for clothes, department stores, then going to somebody else's home. Okay. So visiting relatives um, and then your own household, which is fewer than five people. And last on that is gym, your own household. The average like exposure is lower in the gym than it is in people's own households. This is really close, and that is like it's also it's like two point three percent to two point six percent exposure rate. But like <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> if, if, then we can't do mixed households. We're in the same basically the same rules of not mixing households and the same rules of not going to the gym uh, in terms of exposure, but. That's just ludicrous in terms of like mental health and 
be able to see your family and all that kind of stuff or friends. But yeah, it just shows you how low it is. Because some people were like, oh, I'm not sure about going to that gym. I was like, do you go to Tesco? I was like, you're far more likely to pick up there than you are in gym. But you also don't spend any time, like, face-to-face for a prolonged period of time, do you? Like, somebody's panting. It'd be a weird, right weird gym if you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of, they're hip thrusting away, and they're just kind of overbearing yeah, them. Just, like, just oh. looking over them. <laughs> no, you, you tend to, like, got, not go close to anybody anyway. So, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? But those are the figures that were unpublished, um, I believe. Might be done, but yeah, mate. Good, strange, isn't it? See the restaurant we went to on the weekend. Good, mm. fancy as hell. Went to call by call by Claire Smith. Got two mission stars. Actually, she held like three for one of Gordon Ramsay's place. Really good. Highly recommend. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really it was cool how they did it as well. It was just like one sitting like the whole time. So we were like there at 6 p.m. And then um, there was like the chef. The the uh, kitchen, was, I put it, was like an aquarium um, because it was like if you sat at the chef table or you walked past the kitchen, it was just like one, the whole wall on one wall was all, all glass, so window glass that you could see everybody doing everything. Really cool because they were like using tweezers to put stuff on, all that kind of stuff. Jive. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Jesus. Bit posh, isn't it? Jesus. Bit posh. Bit posh. Once a year, mate. That's it. Once a year, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what else have we got to talk about? What have we got to chat about today, Daniel? Tell me, mate. You're the one that writes it all down. I, 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 I am the one that writes it all down. I mean, I've done about 60 pages worth of writing over the last few days. And I've got to write this shit down. Brilliant. Well, mate. I do the, <laughs> in- I do the intro. You write it down. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> actually really helped me on part of it because I heard the... I think uh, I've got to decide tomorrow, but you can have the first say of what um, I want to use for uh, the PT core course in terms of queuing systems. Uh, be interesting. Mm. Let's do it right now. Um, so you probably you saw me write a, like write a post about it last week about setting up your clients, um, and it was like it was basically S stood for set up or start, and then. So you, you basically describe how you want them to start and get them in the perfect starting position. Pretty good idea. And then the next is X, which would be execution. So you explain what you're about to do, like crisply, blah, 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 blah. And then T would be technical tip. So maybe like you end up finishing it and then you're like, all right, keep that knee outside your toes. Boom, off you go. Or there's the Boyle's version is pass, I believe, which is position action and finish so starting position the action you do the movement and where you finish it which one is better which should i put my eggs in my basket and use for the course outline for the ptc and probably going forward i like path because i think it's a bit clearer as to what it is yeah path position action position finish. action finish yeah, what's the other one? Is um, set up, execution, technical tip. Or te- too wordy. It's too wordy. Too wordy, you see that one. Set up, execution, techni- technical. It's just the same amount of words. But, it, but also that one, that one spells set, which is like a gym word, which is cool. And it also spells the first word of the thing. Yeah, so but you should you should you should, you could call it start. I mean, it sounds like you like path, position, action, finish. That's the one I have been going with for the first like five lessons. But then also the technical tip one could be good because that could relate to any of it. Whereas the finish is like the finish, but I think yeah, clients would get that, that more. I think clients would get that more the PAF because it would be like step one, two, step, step two, step three. Whereas technical tip might throw them off because it could be between one and two or at the end or... Yeah, so the, the way Boyle does it is it's position is cue the position you want them to start in. So including the weight, if you're using one, then cue the action of the movement, then cue them how you want them to finish and where you should be feeling it. Um, yeah. Because if you tell, believe it or not, like a lot of, well, I'm, I fell victim of this as well. You set up a client, 
you make them do the thing, like the exercise, and you don't, and then you ask them where they're feeling it. Chances are, if you tell them where you're going to feel it, they might start feeling it there as well, because you point it out to them, and that's exactly where then they go, because their mind will start thinking about that muscle group or that yeah. movement group, and then it goes. It seems simple, doesn't it? But I made that mistake for many years of trying to trick my clients and be like, well, it's not a trick question. Just where are you feeling it? I just want to know. And they're, they're, they're not incredibly body aware like we are. Um, so they're like, is it everywhere? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, everywhere. See it all the time. Oh, okay. So I want you to feel it here. My, my lower back really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean stuff like goblet box, squat to box. So it would be like find a box, allows you to squat to parallel, hold the weight against your chest, elbows in, feet shoulder width apart, toes slightly turned out, have backs of the heels against the box, and then mm. sit back to the box, tap your butt on the box, do not sit down or relax on the box. That's a cute, yeah. Fuck it. There's a difference between squat to box and box squat. Yeah. Learn that, please, people. Um, and then drive through the ground and stand up tall. You should feel this in your hips, legs, and core. I don't want you to feel it in your back or your knees. You also need a lot of more external cues and internal as well. I think a lot of people fall down there, don't they? Oh, they that's massive, yeah. They, they go with the, oh, and now you want to be making sure that you squeeze your quads together or like, I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, you know, like squeeze them, like the muscles, squeeze it. Like, what? You're like, push the floor away from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, do you know, like, they get that, they get that one. They get that one. Yeah. yeah. You know. I like, yeah, I like the, uh, the endless, I, I mean, we fall victim of it. Well, I remember you used to do those, uh, I guess it was just like training camp, really. The uh, technical sessions with like team box, team box, all the back in the day. And um, like the lap pull down thing. It's like, really try and fill your lap. But the chances are, most of my clients that I'm feeling about, like, I just want them to tell it, I, I want to pull that bar from there, and you're going to get it to as close as your kind of clavicle or shoulder as possible, please. Now, mm. probably 90% there, um, I'd, assume, yeah. I'd assume. Then I can mop it up. Be fine. But yeah, not the whole uh, spread your lat. Don't really get that. Mm. The, the lat is not big. Like It's very quite long and thin. It's really hard to spread. I don't really understand that term. Lat spread, mate, because it's a bodybuilding pose. Lats spread. Yeah, quite literally no, called but, lat spread. But, but anatomically, they don't really spread. So that's the interesting thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, mate. Um, you wanted the form police, didn't you? You want to check up on that? It was, well, it was more of a of the basis of the yeah, IGTV, just... right? I was just trying to find the post then. Um, yeah, no, like obviously people have, um, I've, I've read, I've reposted quite a few of their stories, actually the old form police. And it's hilarious because they're obviously ripping into a lot of bodybuilders who just lift a lot of weight and don't do it with any good form, any sort of safety. And people will just copy them because that's what people do. They just copy shit. And um, yeah, up to this point, I've everything I've seen, I've been like, Oh yeah, that's really good. I've kind of agreed with it. And been like, Oh yeah, you know, it makes sense. makes sense. And then today, Today they posted a video. Um, our PT's gone wild, and basically they were like having to get this PT, which is fair enough. A lot of the stuff is not done brilliantly well in terms of form and um, and things like that. But they were proper having a go. Like this girl's doing a kettlebell swing, and they were proper like, "What a waste of com- what a complete waste of time!" That's not doing anything other than uh, you know making her look silly and all this sort of stuff. And I was a bit like, mm, I'm, "I'm pretty sure a kettlebell swing." is a legitimate exercise that is going to build strength, power, hypertrophy to a degree because, again, quite a lot of high load, eccentric portion of the movement, and then obviously a bit more power orientated, but still not like a bad exercise in it by any means. And they just kind of went in on it, and I was a bit like, hmm, that made me question then, like how well they are able to take the principles of training and apply them to different audiences and stuff like obviously no one needs to be doing a bent over row with really shit form no one needs to be in a rack ball like no one like it's fine that's why i thought it was quite funny and then i started seeing that and i was like hang on a minute that has applications for some people like that's not them training badly or that's poor it was it wasn't ideal form but they were slagging off the exercise and the movement and i was a bit like maybe they don't know as much as i thought they may know about training principles and they seem very very focused on hypertrophy on eight to 12 reps 
with zero to four RIR, and that's it. Like reps and reserves. Sorry, for people who don't know, like that's it. And I was a bit like, okay, so you're just a bodybuilder, a natural bodybuilder probably, and that's it. But that's also the incredibly sad truth of maybe the most of our industry that live on Instagram are those people. And that's what they think fitness is as well. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that. Because they, every, they, they, every time they talk about an exercise, they go, oh, that's not going to do anything for a hypertrophic response. And I was like, yeah, you don't have to do everything like for hypertrophic response. Like they'll say like, like, maxes as well. With the like, PTC, like the motion they're following there is that as well. So I feel like I'm having to swim against the tide quite a bit for a lot of stuff that we're posting. You need to open their eyes though. My stuff. Oh. People need to open their eyes to it, you know, because like they, they were slagging off one rep maxes. And while we've always said, yes, you don't need to one rep max your clients. It was almost as if they were like strength training is pointless. It was either like, it, yeah, anything between one and eight is pointless. And I was kind of like, well, you know, like threes, fours, five, sixes, still a place for those like within any, any training, even if, and I'd argue, even if your goal is hypertrophy, you can still include those and still do very, very well. I, I, I probably like, more so. I was like, I, I rarely go above six to eight with anybody. And they were like, and it, and it just, it was a bit like, I was, I was kind of like, actually, I don't think that they're the smartest tool in the box. It's funny. Like I said, some of the stuff's funny and I'll get that, but I genuinely thought it was somebody who really knows what they're talking about. And then I watched a few recently. I was like, actually, it's not that well-rounded PT. And like you said, the problem we've got is in social, on social media land, it is literally like fitness is about bodybuilding. And it's like all PTs on there. It's like, yeah, eight to 12 reps. It's like, no, let's change that narrative. Let's start doing things. Let's start thinking differently about people um, and different goals and all that sort of stuff. And I just, I just think it, that it, we've lost that whole thing of like goals and what people want to do. So yeah, if female comes to you and they want to gain some muscle, that's great. But it doesn't mean you have to do bodybuilding style training with her. Like <laughs> it, 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 it shows that strong. probably most of these people don't do like a lot of PT because nine times out of 10, I would say that nobody really goes like, oh yeah, I really want to get like big or put hypertrophy or gain low muscle. It'll be, I want to look slightly better and I want to get a bit stronger and I want to be healthier. Those are my top three goals. 95% of the people. And guess what? Shrimp training or like, and body weight, I don't know, ballistic or whatever, but power, basically, I hate using the term functional, which is everyday life training. Good actual training is going to sort out all three of those things to like the degree that they want to feel it as well yeah and they're going to function better as humans like just walking around town i can i can hazard a guess that most of the lads that are probably on gear or even natural bodybuilders probably don't function as like mobile humans that no, well no 100 they don't i guarantee 100% guarantee that and like <laughs> it's you're around it more than i am yeah it's like when they were saying about the woman, the woman holding dumbbells doing a step up. And again, the form wasn't great, 100%. The step was barely anything, all that sort of stuff. But then the joke was, oh, yeah, she's just practicing for carrying a shopping. And I was like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's literally what she does, yeah. And it's like, and yes, there's no massive hypertrophic response, but you can get stronger and that can help you in everyday life, carrying your kids. Like, for example, yeah, it's not, you know, you're not carrying kids down there, but it's not much different. Like, and I was just a bit like, I think there's that very narrow-minded view of like everyone just wants bigger muscles, and there's there's no there's there's like no thought about what they maybe want those muscles to work better as a unit or as a whole or as a body or all that sort of stuff. And I think that fitness has lost that, or it has. And I like I always try and come back to that and the stuff I post about training. The reason I don't post loads and loads of training videos is I always want what I post to be thought-provoking and not just another fucking here's how to do an RDL video like doesn't really matter i don't i think there's enough out there like the one i posted today about hip mobility and how you can do that is like people don't know that i don't see people doing that and it's like people forget that good full range resistance training is a form of mobility training stretching your muscle to a position it's not been into before with weight added load will help flexibility people just think it's all about stretching for example mm. it's yeah the whole all about all about stretching is a massive thing as well yeah it's just like, oh, but I can dip into an overhead squat. Be like, yeah, just be fine. But that's just yeah, through, like through people, strength training people most say of the time. To me all the time. People say to me all the time, oh, you must do loads of stretching or really mobile. I don't, I do no stretching. I do no stretching. I don't stretch. <laughs> like, yes, I don't have huge amounts of muscle, which does help that. But 
if you train with a, through a full range of motion and you don't just focus on bilateral movements all the time, like I posted that one um, not long ago, like single leg movements that you can do, the single leg leg press. People were like, people were messaging me like, I never thought to use a leg press with one leg instead of two. It's just, you always do it with two. And I was like, what? I was like, it just seemed like, but again, it's because everyone does it. So when I post those videos, I want it to be something that is different and, and makes people think. And I think that sort of stuff is useful to people. It makes them go, actually, yeah, that makes sense. So you can like, do yes, more mobility training. All, of, all of those, all those machines, you can use just one limb instead of two. Every single one. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. That's possible. <laughs> you can, then you've got uh, a whole new thing. There'll be stuff like, what you can do, like for, say, leg extensions. Or, that, again, for the, the leg extensions or the, uh, the, your leg presses. You could go up. You could overload the eccentric fatties or something like that. That would be great. Like for single leg, you go up with two and then down with one. Up with two, down with one. That'd be magic. You do the same thing with the leg extensions. If I'm doing like hypertrophy with people through that, I'll generally try to stress the eccentric phase a little bit more. That's a great way of doing it in those machines. And yeah, suddenly mm. playing around with it. But yeah i just think it's just a bit like i just think it's just that narrow-minded view of it and i think we always try and i think we've both got uh, i want to say we're both smart enough to see the benefits of all different types of training and we'd be able to adapt training plans to different people we both, like, we both got, have absolute biases though yeah but and, but also we're aware of them though i think that's the yeah. key i'm aware that i i am probably a little bit more inclined to go slightly lower rep range than higher I, just, I know I have that bias. I know I do. But I've also got like two clients who are really good friends and they messaged me the other day to say like they were surprised at how completely different our, their training plans were. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I, just, I thought there'd be some similarities. And I was like, well, no, one of you has told me that you just want to do bodybuilding style training. You love that sort of stuff. And one of you's a power lifter who wants to get stronger. I was like, why would there be any way of resemblance? Like one of them's got obviously bench press with a barbell. One of them obviously hasn't you know one of them's got deadlifts and back squats and like the other one obviously hasn't and it was just like to me again it's obvious and so to any good trainer it's kind of obvious but i think it's one of those things where you just have to remember that some people don't know this sort of stuff and they aren't in tune with that and they aren't clued up on their own biases or how other people would train or could train or might need to train or i think with that one that video, like I said, there was almost that thing of that woman could have gone in there and said, I want to get stronger at being able to carry my shopping. For all he knows, like she probably didn't, but she may have just said, I want to be stronger in general. I want to be fitter for life. And it's like, yeah, so that's not a bad and choice. Guess, guess yeah. what? Yeah. Walking, walking, they do every single day. Stepping up things, she probably does every single day. And then overloading that, he's basically overloading that life training. He's making them do like walking and stepping with, basically it's just a simple farm's carry, right? So, like great, I've just overloaded that movement. That's it, fine. It didn't have to be really high. Maybe she, maybe she hasn't got enough like hip and knee flexion to go there. Maybe she's trying to rehab, and it didn't look like that. she was chatting the whole way through. So um, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, there's obviously bad things about it, but it's like it was just that <laughs> massive jump to conclusion. I was a bit like the kettlebell. Oh, it was just, it was just like the exercise selection wasn't bad um, on some of them. It was just executed a little bit wrong. Like the kit, yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing a kettlebell swing. There is stuff wrong of doing it at the intensity the lady was doing it. And then, then there's that, that overhead cat, the single arm overhead bottoms up carry. It's like, all right, that's incredibly niche. So I don't know where we thought why to do this straight away. Um, and if I was, if, if I were to do that, I'd be like, I'd have the other side loaded as well because that's, it is quite taxing, like in terms of an asymmetric shift. When you've got like the normal ones a suitcase carry, right? We've done endless amounts of those. You either go suitcase yeah. down on hip like a teapot or suitcase arm straight out to create something called irritation in the other side of your uh, basically pec and your side. So whenever you've yeah. got something, little thing for most people, whenever you've got one side load or you're pulling, pushing, holding, whatever, and you've got a dumbbell, try and tense up as fucking hard as you can everything on the opposite side that which is unloaded. And suddenly you're creating this kind of torsion around your spine and it turns into not only a single limb exercise, but it's also an anti-rotational, anti-flexion, anti-lateral flexion, whatever you be, core exercise. And that's what like all single limb training should be a little bit, unless you're on a machine, which is probably taking that base of support away. 
or putting more in. Um, but that's what they were trying to achieve with that. So you probably want to push, push. I just finished writing the carry thing. I was like, oh yeah, I'm done. In, I, I haven't overloaded people. Like I wrote the t the simple progression. I had something that nobody ever does, and I'm a full victim to this. I've had them in once or twice over the last year. Is uh, goblet carries, making somebody just get a fucking heavy goblet and making them walk with it. Yeah, that'd be hard. Um, get the heaviest dumbbell in the uh, in the gym, see if they can walk around with that in a goblet hold. Guaranteed, probably people are not, because the tendency is just to kind of dump on the lower back, right? You probably want to go yeah. in there with a slight lean. Um, suitcase carries the one, but yeah, it'd be like goblet. Yeah, I think I think that's I think carries would get a real hammer in as well. Like oh, would, that, yeah. that overhead one, like you say, is extremely niche. But even if you was to hold it in here, one arm or down by the side by one arm, I think you would have got the same response out of it. Oh yeah, I use, like, I use slagging front, it off. You know, I use front rack carries for a lot of people because it sorts their posterior pelvic tilt out because it gets them thinking. Yeah. All right, I've got to walk like this. I, they almost want them to walk with a little hunch, so they're walking through, so their abs are completely locked and not stretched and dumping into their lower back. I'm like, I'm putting excruciating pressure on that. And I'm just going to make you walk in that high rack, front rack position up and down and get fucking gases you. Um, the overhead thing is really tough because people on the PTC, when they come to the course, will realize how, what overhead fucking mobility is and how our, one of our, our simple baseline for overhead pressing is a single arm landmine uh, like press. That's it. Single arm landmine overhead press is the first thing that possibly in terms of overhead, work any client should probably do um just based off range obviously if we're arm can't get if you cannot without lifting your ribcage get anywhere near your ear you have no business lifting loads there um yeah you can you can try to guarantee you'll get gammy shoulders uh, that's interesting but you wanted to ask the question we kind of flip these over right so what exercises based off that what exercises do people think are bad hence why the form police chat thought those exercises were shit that are actually good well, those, obviously those those that we just talked about that's <laughs> kind of the main the main thing um and that um yeah so kettlebell swings i i, I just think they are very very good like, i don't use them with many clients because i would i probably would use them a little bit more in one-to-one -one than i do online because i don't trust people's execution of them technical proficiency would be the biggest biggest thing for me yeah, yeah. I think things that people don't think work but do help. Uh, I'm just trying to think they put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> oh, no, like we talked about before, um, like single leg leg press and things like that. Like that's obviously, you know, I think one that people don't do enough of. I, I would actually recommend people focus more on that than you double leg. Like if you think you, your legs are strong because you leg press 300 kilos, do try and do 150 with one leg. You can't do it. Yeah. Like, it's it's just it's really humbling i think it's really important people do that but also as well to notice differences in your legs like it's very easy to add all that load on but if you've got an imbalance between your legs yeah you'll notice it when you start doing that and that will carry over to a better squat or, or whatever as well um i also posted today uh, someone asked a question about deadlifts on my story they said oh that, yeah. um yeah i'm not a fan of deadlifts do i just need to suck it up and go on with it and i was like well not if you don't like them like you know like just don't do them there's nothing magic about them and then someone dm me and were like can't believe you said that and i was like what and i think they think that like deadlifts are incredible and like everyone should be doing them and i was like no like like the fundamental part about training is about if you don't enjoy something why would you fucking do it like this guy's not an olympic athlete he's not a powerlifter he's not like like, don't worry about it. Like, deadlift's not a magic exercise. If anything, from a hypertrophy point of view, it's got little eccentric load, so it's not actually useful at all. The form police guy would probably say, don't even fucking bother. But I, I was confused by the, the question. I just joked off, and I was just like, I can't bother arguing about anything. Um, but I was just like, again, it's that whole thing of, like, people have got this view of certain exercises they think are, are, everyone has to do them. And it's like, no. You don't, like, why would someone have to deadlift? Like, you think about, like, yeah, you don't actually have to deadlift. I'm obviously a big fan of deadlifting, but... Actually, people, so am I. Like, but people, people forget the because uh, I don't actually describe any of them as deadlifts to my clients. Uh, I say hinge, um, yeah. or we're going to do a hinge movement, and never, never a deadlift movement because uh, number one, it scares people because they think it is bad because it's going to hurt their their back. They the connotation of deadlift equals lower back pain. Mm. Um, and you're like hinge, like oh, I know what a hinge is. That's cool. Um, yeah. so I, I say that instead. But yeah, that, that would be the person who obviously has attacked you for going, I can't believe he's said about that. This is probably 
doesn't differentiate it it's just gone deadlift movement no 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 it's not deadlift movement that's 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 one of the lifts you can do in a hinge movement correct yeah. so we could do a few other things like bridges for example we can crack on doing bridges believe it or not a squat has to require a hip hinge um obviously there's different muscle groups that's slightly in play but we can also change that around so and in terms of deadlift then why like, they don't have to do anything more than a cutbar so I'm the chance sign day to day life. They're probably not lifting more than 40 kilos or before, so yeah, crack on. They're a 40 kilo deadlift, 40 kilo kettlebell deadlift. If you can power that for 10 reps, you're probably okay for life. Um, you're probably not okay if you want to do powerlifting. No, there's not a big kettlebell uh, powerlifting competition, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's, I think there's that. But then I think going the other way, I think there's also those exercises that I see done a lot, which I think are useless the way they are performed although oh, i've got one that. one thing that i think people this is this is one that I've, i don't know whether people think they're bad but they probably they just they uh, have a connotation with home workouts which is sliders and valve slides yeah and stuff like that and how it is they are so useful and you can load them up goblet wires and everything and they're gonna hit those i hate them stabilize the muscles they're gonna help kind of isometrically contract certain ends and bits of your muscle which you're coming back up once you're doing reverse lunges or lateral lunges or stuff like that i do them a lot with people because it te yeah. te just teaches a little bit more proprioceptive like response um so that they're, they're a lot more aware of the effort so if you go for a lateral lunge and you lose contact from the floor whereas this maintains contact the whole time you're a hell of a lot more aware of the muscle group and directional like bit of the, where the muscle is going to pull towards or push down through so you're a lot more aware of that. So I think if you're not a PT that does use sliders, maybe you switch up your next sets of like reverse lunges or lateral like lunges or something like that and put them instead. Just 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 have a little look. Instead of doing the goblet reverse lunge, do a goblet slider reverse lunge. Just see how your client feels. I bet they're glued. I did the... Um... I did the, uh, I filmed it today, the old Tom Hall special, the hamstring sliders with the, the foam roller squeezed between the knees. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I'm going to claim credit for it. So I'm going to post it on my Instagram and be like, look at this exercise I did, did guys. Look how great it is. Not tag you in it. Um, it's, but yeah, it's, like, uh, I, I did Doing that, by the way, is instant crap for somebody who doesn't do anything. <laughs> before yeah. Like, and I did, um, so I did, um, I'm doing a little, a little, the next post I'm going to do is going to be like how to hamstring curl if you don't have a hamstring curl, basically. So it's like sliders, the single leg hamstring bridges and then um, TRX hamstring curls. Yeah, and yeah. I, I did those and my hamstrings were fucked. I did about <laughs> probably about six, six reps of each exercise, like and specifically the single leg hamstring bridge where you raise your foot up. They are, if you slow them down on one leg, they are horrible. They I, really I would, are. I would like, think, yeah, the single leg stuff. So I don't care what you can like, yeah, these bodybuilders, like, I can RDL, crack on. I bet, like, you can't do a single leg slider bridge, like, with perfect form. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, so I think there's that. And it's just, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're really underrated. And I think they're the one as well that, so these are ones that I see people do really badly that I think they should stop doing instantly because they're just fucking themselves up. But if they're done properly, they're really, really good. And most of them are correlated, to be fair. You've got planks, number one. Like, just don't stop doing it the way you're doing it. It's fucking awful. They're good exercise, done properly. Uh, ab rollouts, another one. Like, Ooh. stop, it. <laughs> yeah, stop yeah, what yeah. you're doing. Just stop <laughs> what you're doing right now because you're not doing an ab rollout. You're doing a. You're good. You're doing. A, I'm going to push this out as far as I can. Then I'm going to pull my hips back as quick as possible. So it doesn't do anything <laughs> while having my arch, while having my back arched. That massive arch. What do I want um, to do? That bit of the cat camel thing. Yeah. All right. Let's do oh, that. I'll go back in dreadful. Back. Like, <laughs> I did rollouts. I did rollouts for the first time of the day in the gym. And I think I did three sets and I did it like to failure. And I swear to God, I did like six, four, and then one. When they're done properly, like you're not going to get out all the way through the top. You're not going to be able to do from your feet. Like, and then I see people doing it. I'm like, it's not it's wrong. Like, if, if you struggle with that cueing, like just literally belt buckle up to belly button, pelvis. And then you're just going to think you have to slouch. You have to slouch the whole time through the exercise. Just think that. And you have to keep your hips still. If you're not trying Don't to slouch, your you're not doing anything. Like, you have to imagine you stand up and slouching. Try and maintain that slouch throughout the whole thing. Because you jam into extension, then fucking all tension's gone through your abs. 
and just move your shoulder, your shoulder joint. Shoulder joint, shoulder joint. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of just like, like they'll sit back and just they'll roll out or they yeah. or yeah. Yeah, and like the the hips just like break every second. Every time they just break. I'm like, no, yeah. you're doing it. That's not it. That's not it now. So <laughs> that. Um, uh, what else? The plank what else one's we just an interesting about? one, isn't it? The plank one's an interesting one because done correctly. Oh, if if like, I see I, more I, people doing, oh, I did plank for time. Don't do plank for time. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I am on team team plank, but yeah, the planks I will ever only ever hold is like twenty seconds. But the the yeah. purpose of them, like I can, I reckon I could get Dan to do them just because he's weak. I could get him to do them just like in a in a like forearm plank position from his knee. I reckon for twenty seconds I could get him fucking sweating, like just yeah, from a, easy in terms of that because the effort should be pulling to like no like either your knees or your toes you should be dragging the world everything between your elbows and your toes you should be dragging the world towards your belly button like that should be the effort and it should be excruciating like you should just be grappling in you can't move but you're trying to move all that kind of crap um but yeah done well awesome thing i think yeah but it, it's like falls into the category like dead bugs kind of thing isn't it People would do, but in terms of planks as well, you can start switching them up. You don't have to do them static. So trust me, sometimes they look better if you're slightly mobilized. So you do like a clock plank or something like that. So you widen your legs, go super wide, and then you just keep trying to keep your hips steady. And for back rehab, just a little little thing. So for like some L, I've had like L5, S1 herniation rehabs for like two or three clients. And then just for like back rehab, those kind of things, which, which is anti-rotational, all pelvic like stability, all lumbar stability, and you're just going to do it in a plank position and raise an arm and just move it as far away as you can in any direction, but everything else is space still, and come back and replace it. It's gold, absolute gold, but it's just fucking shit. It's like when you see people do um, not the bad mind classes, but like those what are the row things, renegade rows. They're just all over the place. Like they basically oh, turn all the way to the side. To rub it and then back and then all the way to the side. I hate that exercise. <laughs> I hate that exercise. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're meant. I've be- done it with clients, by the way. I'm not. I'm not saying that from a place where like, oh, I'm I'm better than everyone. I've done them before with clients. Oh, we've done it before. Yeah. I think I did it with a few clients. And I looked at it and I was just like, nah, you shouldn't be doing that right now. <laughs> Stop instantly. But yeah, like you say, it's not an exercise for a class. That's an exercise for one to PT to make sure you're doing it properly. Like, do you know? Oh, awful. Yeah. What a good but night might be great. Yeah, I guess uh, it's falling into the bodybuilder. I shrugs, just asking to get up your shoulders. Never, I, I, I don't know. No, it's de- no, you got to do like that, haven't you? You got to do that one. <laughs> roll it back as well. There's roll it back, back as well. Yeah. Even though, like, so people, they don't know what the shoulder blade does, do they? Like, no, they're clueless, mate. I'll <laughs> be like the shoulder blade, but yeah, doing retraction. No, it's brought up a rotation. That's what happens. Yeah. Like, the other one that I uh, obviously we, we all hate is the old uh, is that one it? rotate cuff you know oh, that's, the, that's the standard yeah. that's the classic like that's, yeah. yeah that's a good exercise that everyone should just stop doing instantly but then yeah, if done it. properly if done properly with a cable machine with the right action not the worst exercise in the world like alright that, that's another the one everyone, the way everyone does it that's another one that people could fix out. It's sim- similar to like, so if there's anything, basically just learn, if you can pin something, um, do it. So that's another one. If you can pin your elbow, put like something that's not going to fall down. So we might use a towel or something, right? To pin that mm-hmm. to your torso when you're doing that and then try and do it. Mops a lot of stuff up. So just yeah. like the hamstring slider thing. Like if you put a thing to pinch pinch your adductors together, pinch those legs together, stop that, mops a lot of shit up. It just makes people not move that, basically. Um, you said the rotator cuff, whatever you want to call it. They, they say they do an external rotation, and it's just, just not what's happening. It's not at all, is it? No. Anyway. Um, yeah. Interesting one, isn't it? Very interesting one. Um, I've got one more thing for you, because um, I was asked about... Um, it just put me, I wasn't, I wasn't asked about nutrition, mate, job on. Um, <laughs> I was asked about um, some football training with uh, a trainer that's taken on like a football player and he didn't like, the football player didn't want to get big, but then it got me thinking, I basically mapped out a load of like system, well, I, didn't map out. I just told him a load of uh, stuff to maybe look up, like 
don't know, like French contrast training, contrast complex training. Maybe that's going to be the more the thing that that footballer will resonate with, like moving with intent and impetus and power so he doesn't have to lift heavy to get big, even though that's obviously the opposite of what happens. They've just got me thinking about those are the systems I might go to systems. So for somebody who wants to get powerful or strong or something like that, or maybe there'd be, what's the other one? What's the um, six-week concentric isometric eccentric phase of training? Triphasic, thank you. Triphasic training. Um, my go, like go to four go tos, maybe for stuff like that, um, or athlete based crap. I was just thinking, in terms of nutrition, are there any systems that you would go to for clients? Is there any nutrition system? Because obviously, we systemize training a lot, but yeah, do we ever systemize nutrition? Um, I don't think. I mean, obviously, we kind of have with the blitz stuff, right? That's kind of systemized to a degree. Like, we've done it for that specific period of time because that's usually the period of time people can diet for quite aggressively and then they need to kind of have a break. Um, I would say that with... Not really. There's not really anything... Like, for example, like I wouldn't put someone on, like, a low-carb phase, do you know? Not really a, not really something that you, you really do. Um bit more with people who are more who are athletes i suppose you may have phases a little bit more with that um based around pre-seasons off seasons peaking for certain events potentially and things like that but um i think really it's an interesting one isn't it? Is it i don't know if it's like whether you'd say it's systemized or trying to create habits or whether that's a system yeah, you build upon you build upon habits and stuff, but again, that needs to be done at a certain rates. You wouldn't do it. right. We're doing this for two weeks, then go on to that one. Um, I uh, I don't know if like just generally like diets themselves are by definition systems like keto or intermittent fasting or yeah, they that's are why just I've systems. always thought as well. Yeah. So. Um, but again, I wouldn't put someone on a fasting for two weeks as a, as like a a part of a system. Do you know, like, I just don't, yeah, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should design my own system. That would make me millions. Because <laughs> there was one. I was, I was reading through one for, uh, from this lad that was doing it with Tony G. Tony G. And it was like a nutrition, he was talking about nutritional systems. So I thought I'd, I'd like, just, just talk about it more than anything else. I think I'm going to PT. And I talk about just mistakes in nutrition coaching. It's prioritizing the minutia. Um, hmm. not using a system. Basically, I was just like, could anybody come up with that kind of thing? Because obviously intermittent fasting, I don't know. I, I put in calorie tracking and flexible dieting as a system. Yeah, I think that is it itself a system. I think maybe by that they mean things like um, protein at every meal, you know, 30, 40, hmm. 30 to 40 grams of protein at every meal. Trying to double your step target or trying to drink a certain amount of water each day. Like, that's in something theory, that's like we have guidelines. Theory yeah but we have guidelines that we give every client do you know what i mean so like every client we recommend eat, drink a certain amount of water eat a certain amount of protein doing a certain amount of activity so I don't, that's not really it's not really a system though is it like i don't know who knows <laughs> well i've written the post mate so it is for me well um <laughs> i just wanted to see what people thought as well so it'll be interesting to see the feedback of any of that so just because whoever it's systemizing, I was just like, do you systemize training? Can you systemize nutrition? But then they could be complete different ball games and such thing. But, mm. but it's, it's again, it's just like trying to get away from people. Maybe, it's maybe I feel like I was trying to talk a bit of like stop focusing on like minutia and stuff like that. And it was just like, maybe if you had those, those set of like how we would systemize training and be like, we're going to stick to a set of rules. You'd probably decide the rep ranges. Decide the exercises that are going in there. Decide the sets that are going in there. So I think, uh, I think, I think with it, I think with the way I work or we work, at, you know, the vices matter and stuff is that the content you put out almost it almost kind of sets up the system. So for example, I don't get anyone come to me wanting to do keto because I say it's shit. So I think by that definition, it's almost a bit like I filter out people who won't fit my system so i do have a system but, but i don't see it as a system because it's just the way that i would work do you know what i mean by that like i think actually the more i think about it is that 
we would use different training systems because we know different things work with different people. But I wouldn't use a different nutritional system necessarily because I want to attract people who want to do preferably calorie tracking and not keto and things like that. So mm. maybe fasting comes into it. And again, if someone came to me like, I want to do fasting, I'd be like, okay, fine, do it if you want. But that's but not how you, I would you still recommend. Have to teach them, I guess there's a system to how to... This is, this is a new drinking game, by the way, the amount of time we just... And... Um, system. If, if you were going to teach that to say one of your new coaches, this is how we tend to set up. Yeah, I think, but I think it just comes from sound principles, you know, trying to get in a portion of fruit or veg at every meal, trying to make sure that protein is the first thing they think about with each meal, yeah. trying to make sure that they don't have, you know, a, a bad relationship with food, trying to make sure that they don't go through binge and restrict cycles. They don't have cheat days. They don't have that attitude towards food. Maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe we should try and have a system, a bicep amount of system principles who knows yeah i guess there's a definition system a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done yeah so i think it's yeah i think every coach probably has their a methodology a technique a process a procedure down yeah and i think that's where (laughs) like i said it's I, i suppose like i've recently started following a guy who's a blood flow restriction guy um for his training and that's obviously his system and it's like he would Post, he would he wouldn't have to talk about his system because it's just oh, please 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 can your next video be about blood flow restriction and how it's applicable to the math do you know what i found i found a um i don't know who shared it, it might have been alex shared oh it's definitely uh, alex, alex alex smith or alex Kudeski, if you want to follow him Kudeski, he yeah. is all about blood flow restriction he yeah is. i think he shared one of his memes and it was actually quite funny um and i can't That's remember the guy's name now yeah i know rare right um <laughs> i can't find it now I can't find it, but, um, but he's yeah, a video, it was... so he's pro blood flow restriction, isn't he? Yeah, and it, and, it, like, and the guy, really um, <laughs> and it's and it's like you say, I think people can filter people out with their system by their content in a way. But yeah. Anyway, we 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 digress. I think we'll leave it there, mate, because we've chatted for as always. <laughs> always. Um, any other news? I got nothing. No, not for no, me. Good. Good luck in the uh, in the rebellion. I hope to see you yeah. on the other side. Um, <laughs> Send me north, mate. We're fine down here. <laughs> we're all right. We're, we're below that line, aren't we? It's like, fuck. It's it. A bit dodgy and safe. Yeah, so we're all right. Um, <laughs> good luck, everybody, up north of the wall. Um, I hope you hope you do all right. The gyms will stay open because we need to, we need to train for whatever's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. See you later.